1: Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Purchase Koku. On today's episode, we'll continue our survey of the book of Colossians from an apologetics perspective. Uh, the book of Colossians from an apologetic perspective. And as we've been saying for the last uh, couple of episodes, the theme or the overarching theme of the book of Colossians. Is the supremacy of Jesus Christ, uh, who being the head of the church, the supremacy of Jesus Christ, who is the head of the church. And Paul, in this letter, is painting a picture of Christ uh, that we all as Christians need to adopt. Again, Jesus is not just a baby born in Bethlehem. He's not just a sage. He's not just a guru. He's not just a rabbi. Jesus is uh, God incarnate. Jesus is uh, the second person of the Trinity. Jesus is uh, Alpha and Omega. Jesus is the I am of John. Uh, Jesus is divine. So, uh, as we talk about the hypostatic union, the two persons, uh, two nature, uh, one person in Jesus, okay? He, he, is, he has two natures, uh, the divine nature, and then he has the human nature, uh, just as he's fully human, he's fully divine. And what Paul is trying to illustrate and, uh, and teach all of us is Jesus, along with the Father and the Spirit, uh, is responsible for everything that we have. He is supreme. There's nobody like him. He, he, he is the second person of the Trinity. And we as a church need to adopt what the Bible says about Jesus, not what we think or what we want to accept, but rather what the Bible is teaching about Jesus. So this book of Colossians really uh, helps us to understand that once we are in Christ, there are some privileges that we are afforded. In Christ, we are able to uh, liberate ourselves from set certain fetters of engagement, so there are things that you and I um, are struggling with, and Jesus can help us with it. That's the simple way to put it. Whatever we're struggling with, whether it's death, whether uh, it's is certain type of fear, whether it's financial right whether it's physical whether it's, if it's your health whether it's social meaning you you you're struggling with certain relationships you you struggling in your marriage uh you you struggling with your singleness uh whether it's economical uh whether you you're struggling with getting a job you're struggling with maintaining a job you're struggling with being laid off uh you're struggling uh with your health in terms of the pandemic that we are currently facing Whatever your issues are, Jesus has already nailed it to the cross and he has the power to help us overcome all of our issues, all of our isms, all of our racism, all of our uh, class isms. Whatever your isms are, Jesus can help you with it. So Paul uh, paints a picture for the recipients of this letter in Colossae. And Colossae, uh, has some strange theologies that were impacting the church. Uh, one of the main ones was the belief in angels serving as mediators between us and the father. And so Paul is teaching the church against it, uh, avoid this type of heresy, avoid these strange theologies that are, uh, impacting the church. And we, in modern-day uh, America are facing some very strange theologies. They are theologies against the divinity of Jesus Christ. Uh, they are those that preach against Jesus being divine. Uh, they are those that preach that Jesus is a lesser God than the Father. They are those uh, that teach that there's multiple ways to the Father. So we're currently facing strange theologies that we as Christians must stand and refute. So the modern church uh, often suffers from a lack of godly wisdom. There are too many saints or believers that often lean unto their own understanding instead of relying uh, on God. They, They rely on their carnal influences. And uh, we must remember what the word of God tells us. Lean not unto your own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall make thy path straight. So this should not be the case where we lean unto our own understanding. The same power which was able to help the church in Colossae is still accessible to all of us today. So it's essential for you and I to be filled with godly wisdom if we are to overcome the isms of the world. Now, uh, Paul and Timothy's desire was for this church to practice godly wisdom and to attain divine understanding. We look at chapter 1, verse 10, which explains the reason for this desire. Uh, Having godly wisdom and understanding will allow them to please the Lord by doing the following. Number one, uh, to be fruitful in every good work, to be fruitful. Oftentimes, uh, you may find yourself doing good works, but it's not fruitful. Could it be that we're doing good works based on what we want to do versus what God has called us to do? just because we're doing good works doesn't necessarily mean you're in the place where God wants you to be and we can only bring forth uh good fruits or give birth to f- uh good fruits if you're in the right environment to bear good fruits so if even as Christians I'm not talking about uh being saved uh if you are already saved then you also need to be in the right place for God to use you to maximize your giftedness. You can be a Christian in a group, in a ministry, in an outside community group. You could be in a place doing good works, but it, it could also be a place where God doesn't want you to be. God may have another ministry For you to be, he may have another organization for you to be a part of in order to perform the good works that he has for you. So how do we know if we're in the right place to actualize our good works? Number one, we ought to be praying. That's number one. Number two, we ought to be reading the word of God. Number three, we ought to be studying the word of God. Doing the first three things, praying reading God's word, studying God's word, will place you in a position for you to better understand and hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, he's the one that can guide us. He's the one that can lead us to the right place. He's the one that can reassure us or reaffirm to us whether or not our relationships are where they need to be. He, the Holy Spirit, will guide us into all truths and all righteousness. So if we're praying to God, if we are reading God's word, if we're studying God's word, then the fourth thing we ought to be doing is applying God's word. It makes no sense or it doesn't help us. It doesn't benefit us to know God's word, but not put it into action. It doesn't help us to read about forgiveness And not forgive. It doesn't help us. To read about. uh, Humility. And not practice humility. It doesn't help us. To read about. Self-discipline. And not discipline. Various areas of our lives. So consistency. Comes about. Through. Uh, the power of the Holy Spirit based on our ability to acquiesce our will to his. So if we want to have an abundant life, if we want the peace that surpass all understanding, it's imperative that we, uh, yield our will to God's will and let him have his way through the power of the Holy spirit. And as Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. And what, what Paul is saying is as a Christian, the words I can't should never come out of our mouth when it comes to righteousness or holiness. There is nothing that we can't do that God has called you to do that. He won't empower you for. If God has called you to do something, even if you're uncomfortable with it, If God has called you and you say, yes, Lord, I am nervous, but nevertheless, I'm going to trust in you. I promise you, God will see you through whatever he's given you. The uh, issue is, do we have enough faith to do the things that makes us uncomfortable for Christ's sake? Number two, we, uh, in understanding uh, what God wants us to do, we must do uh, not, uh, the following in terms of not just being fruitful in every good work, but also increase in knowledge about God. That was Paul's, Paul and Timothy's desire for the church of Colossae. He 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 was thanking God, and then he wanted uh, for their knowledge about God to increase. And that's my desire for all of you that are listening: that your knowledge about God would increase. Well, how do I increase my knowledge about God? Number one, you pray. So, the sequence doesn't change. We pray. We talk to God. We are honest with God. Uh, You're confessing your faults to God. You You are open with God. You're transparent with God. Whatever issues you're dealing with, you're talking to him about it. You're not holding anything back because he already knows. And the reason why he wants us to pray and talk to him is because we are built in a way where when we utter certain things, it helps us to deal with the reality of what's going on. So when I talk to God and I'm honest to him, God talks back to me and whatever he says is a consistent with what he's already said through the scriptures. So when I talk to God, I hear a quiet spirit either condemns what, what my heart is desiring or it reaffirms what my heart is desiring. That's why the scripture says, delight thyself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. So when I talk to God, I'm going through a metaphysical experience. And metaphysical, as I said before, means uh, beyond the physical. It, it deals with uh, things such as uh, the things that can't be seen with the eyes. Uh, Prayer—it's a metaphysical uh, construct. Um, God, uh, his ontology, because uh, God doesn't have a body. God is a spirit. Again, it's the non-physical things—the uh, is human beings, divine beings. Uh, those things are within the metaphysical realm. So when I use that term metaphysical, I'm basically talking about things that's, uh, that's beyond the physical. And that's a reality. This The society we live in refuse to recognize the metaphysical, things such as the spirit and soul. Many people uh, choose to not deal with the spirit and the soul. But whether or not we deal with it or... Uh, uh, if we decide to bury the concept and throw it out of our minds, it doesn't matter. It's not going anywhere. God made us both body and soul. We are body, soul composite. That's, that's what makes us human beings. So uh, we can deal with the physical. We do a good job of dealing with the physical. Uh, We go to to, to the doctor so he can deal with our physical bodies. Uh, But, we also need to deal with our spiritual bodies. And the only place that we ought to go to in terms of our spirituality is the one who created us, who is Jesus Christ. And that's what the book of Colossae talks about, is the supremacy of Jesus Christ, the creator, the, the architect, the one who made us. So since he made us, he's the chief phys- uh, physician. He just uh, he not only deals with our physical, but he's able to deal with our spiritual. And there is the, uh, uh, the whole summation of life. The ability not only to deal with the physical, but the ability to deal with your spiritual. Even uh, doctors who are honest will tell you uh, that many of the patients uh, get better quicker through prayer. There have been studies They've been conducted, and many patients uh, heal at a faster rate because they attribute it to them praying to God. We're talking about the authentic God. So Paul and Timothy's desire was for Colocide. Number one, to be fruitful in every good work. number two, to increase in knowledge about God, and knowledge about God covers so many areas that we don't have time to get into. What is God like? Uh, What does God approve of? Knowledge about God. Romans, uh, beginning chapters of Romans points us back to nature and how God has reached out to us through nature. Uh, As we look at the stars, this should provoke us to ask ask the question, where did the stars come from? When we look at the mountains, uh, it should provoke us to think about uh, this mountain and ask ourselves, where did this mountain come from? When we look at uh, all, all, all of the teleological things that surround us, it should provoke us to ask the question, where did this uh, come from? Where did the streams come from? Where did the ocean come from? Uh, where did the glacier come from? Uh, and it's not evolution. I don't have time to get into evolution on this episode, but trust me, everything we have, everything that we'll become, is attributed to the uh, one who created us, the transcendent one, the intelligent designer, uh, who is God, who sent his son Jesus Christ to die for our sins. And Jesus is an invitation to humanity to have a relationship with the Father. So, it's important um, for all of us as Christians that we're able to understand this dynamic uh, of God's overture to humanity. He is responsible he is the architect of life. God is the one that we ought to desire and seek. So the more we learn about God, the more it impacts every aspect of our being. When you, when you learn about God, you learn about marriage. When you learn about the God of the Bible, you also learn about singleness, how to remain single, how to date, how to, how to uh, keep people, some people uh, from your circles. You learn about proper courtship when you learn about God. You learn about boundaries. You learn about how to be a mother. You learn about how to be a father. You learn about how to be a wife. You learn about how to be a husband. You learn about how to be a good son, a good daughter when you learn about God. When you learn about God, you learn about how to face your fears. When you learn about the God of the Bible, when you learn about the God of this Bible, you learn about your finitude. You learn about your morality. You learn about your mortality. You learn about uh, death, burial, and resurrection when you learn about the God of the Bible. There's so much that we learn once we get to know God. We, we, we get to learn, learn more about ourselves, who we really are, and where God wants us to be. We learn about these things when we are honest and, and and when we desire to learn more about the God that we claim to serve. So we increase in knowledge, right? So that, that, that was Paul and Timothy's desire when they prayed. They prayed for the continual knowledge about God. They wanted these Christians living in Colossae to continue in their growth. And that's the whole point of sanctification. We're growing. We're growing. We're growing into the knowledge uh, and, and, and growing into, into the image of Jesus Christ. We're learning more about God. Every day, I'm learning more about myself through the lens of Jesus Christ. Number three, Paul and Timothy um, wanted the church in Colossae strengthened with all might, which leads to patience and long-suffering. Strengthened with all might which leads uh, to patience and long-suffering, verse 11. So that was their prayer for them, uh, Strengthen with all might. And we all uh, need to be strengthened. There's no superman, no superwoman in Jesus. We, 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 we all uh, have down days, days where uh, we're not as enthusiastic as the previous day, where we're not uh, as jubilant as the other days. But we don't stay there. Right, Christians don't have pity parties. We, uh, uh, because we have uh, the natural man living inside of us, uh, we are susceptible to the uh, ills of sin. Uh, we 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 are susceptible to uh, the tainted uh, life that we have because of sin. Sin tainted our existence. Um, go back to Genesis and read. Uh, sin affected uh, everything that it touched. So, even though we, 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 we live in a life um, with the reality of sin, God, through Jesus Christ, has restored our fellowship where sin no longer has power over us as Christians. So, uh, no longer can we say, I can't help but to do this. I couldn't help myself but to do that. The gospel tells us we have accessibility to all power. And this power will help you to tame your tongue. This power will help you to listen more. This power will help you with your anger. And um, I, know some, uh, I know a lot of people uh, who are Christians, but they haven't totally surrendered in various areas, so they keep transgressing uh, and, and, and committing the same violations against God. So God has given us an antidote for sin, and that's Jesus Christ. Christ is our antidote. So let's pray for one another that we may be fruitful in every good work. Let's pray for your brothers and sisters in Christ that they may increase in knowledge about God. Let's uh, pray for one another that we may be strengthened with all might, which leads to patience and long suffering. And uh, God is always going to put us in a position when he tests us that we may prove Uh, our patience level. There are some things in this life that's going to require some patience. Not one day, not 30 days, not 52 weeks. Sometimes it takes years uh, for our prayers to be answered. And so, uh, we need to learn to wait on God. We need to learn to trust in God. And everything is not going to be a microwave experience. Some things uh, require for us to wait. So, our time has concluded. Um, we were we just getting uh, ready to get into more of theology and doctrine, but we'll uh, do it next week. We'll, we'll cover it on our next episode. Again, thank you for listening. Uh, we thank you all for your prayers. We thank you all for, your, for listening. We thank you all for supporting our ministries. Um, we really appreciate our listeners and their prayers and encouragement. Uh, continue. Uh, to listen, whether you're uh, in Africa, whether you are in British Columbia or uh, England, wherever you're listening, we thank you for your support through prayer and for your giving. And if you want to give, which we encourage you to give, go to our website, srministries.org, and remember to continue to do for the truth what so many people do for lives.